Yeah. So I'm excited. I am excited because, you know, when we talk about angels, it's like when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with a team. Do you realize that? And the team that he comes with is heavenly hosts. They're angels. Isn't that amazing? Like, he doesn't come alone. And we're all, like, God gives us angels to do so many things, and I'm going to talk about them today. And I want to talk about one time, before I get into the scripture, um, there was a time I remember um, a few of us were here, and we came and we prayed. We had an all-night prayer meeting. How many of us? experienced or been through an all-night prayer meeting, they're pretty intense. It's okay to soak at all-night prayer meetings. That's where you kind of get your pillow out and you have the music going and you go in and out. Hey, God speaks in dreams, right? It's totally fine. (laughs) No one's laughing. Okay. (laughs) I need to work on my jokes a little better. So anyway, so it was during one of those all-night prayer meetings, sloking, no, I'm just kidding, soaking time. And uh, the Lord showed me a vision when we were praying for the church. And um, what he showed me is he showed me an angel that was right at the, the door. As you come into the sanctuary, you all, you all came in it today. He showed me an angel that was standing there, and it was a pretty big angel. And um, what he showed me, he was kind of like, um, he was like a baggage checker. You ever go to um, an a- airport and you go and you check in your baggage. Well, that's what he was. And he was there and he was taking baggage from people. Not like your purse or your coat. But he was taking spiritual baggage. Like people would come and they would have fear. And he would take the fear. And you would come in the door without fear. You would leave your fear at the door. You'd come in and there was people with sickness. They'd give their sickness to this angel and they'd come in without sickness. Come on. And it was like over and over again, anxiety. He's just taken the anxiety at the door before you came in. And he started showing me these stuff. And I believe it happens. I believe it really happens. I believe that um, God sends his angels. You know, they're, they're sent for us. Sometimes we forget about them. Sometimes we think they're not real, but they're real. They're real. God sends angels to, to do so many things, to protect us, to bring healing, to bring life. He, he uses angels to bring heaven to earth. Amen? And there's times it'll be in this place, and I'll see angels all over the place. And then someone will say, oh, did you see that angel over there? And I'll be like, oh, this is amazing. It's like confirmation that you're not going crazy. How many experience similar things like that, you know? And I believe today, I'm going to pray, I believe that God's going to open our eyes today so that we can see in the unseen realms. Because when our eyes are open, it's encouraging, isn't it? There's a story in the Bible. Um, It's with Elisha. I think Jim shared it last week. And there was this whole army coming against them. And there was hard, There was not as many people on their team as there was in the, the, the enemy that was coming against them, the army that was coming against them. And Elijah said to his servant, Gehazar, he's, you know, he, Elisha was like super, um, you know, relaxed. And he's thinking, his servant's like, why are you so relaxed, you know? And he said, because there are more with us than there are with them. And so, and so he was like, you know, thinking, what are you talking about? So he prayed for his eyes to be open, and he saw a host of heavenly angels all around them. And it was true that there was more on their side than there was in the enemy's camp. Amen? 
come on, how many know that there's more on your side than there are in the, against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? There's way more. There's way more protection than the demonic. Come on. There's way more. There's way more. Sometimes we amplify the demonic, the demons. We amplify them. We think, oh my gosh, the enemy is so huge. Yeah, because you're agreeing with that. You're agreeing with that. No, God is so big. He's so much more powerful than the devil. He had way more angels than the enemy has demons. Way more. Amen? And so when God shows us angels, it's encouraging. Amen? You think, all right, now this is good. I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Come on. (laughs) Nothing is impossible with God. You know that you're not alone. You know that the scripture that you read, the verses that you read in this Bible are really real when God begins to show the supernatural. Come on. All right, so let's close our eyes. So Jesus, we just thank you for coming and meeting with us today. Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence. We ask, God, that we don't, Lord, I don't want to just preach about, preach about angels. God, I'd ask that you would come and reveal your heavenly host today. That you would open our eyes, that we would be able to see them. Lord, not just for a, for a story, but Lord, to change our lives. That we would have the confidence of heaven, knowing that we're not alone. For Lord, we know that when your angels come, they glorify you. They join us in song. <laughs> they glorify you, God. So Lord, we want to glorify you this morning. So we bless your name. We invite your peace. We invite your joy. We invite healing. We invite love in here that covers a multitude of sins. Lord, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome here to minister to your people. You do a better job than we do. So we say, come. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And hey, let's go for it. If, if someone is, sees anything throughout the service, we want to know about it because it's encouraging, right? So in, in the front of your seat, there's a connection card. A lot of you have already filled them out. We have one on our mobile app. Just write on it and put it, in the, put it on the desk outside or email it to us and we'll rejoice with you. Come on. Are you excited? Come on. This is amazing. So if you read cover to cover in the Bible, you see angels all throughout, right? You see angels all throughout. It's crazy. They're in, they're in the Bible. They refer to angels over 600 times in the Bible. And it's crazy. And it's so encouraging. And so we're going to read um, a, a Christmas story today as our, um, as, as our main scripture in Luke uh, chapter 1, 26 through 38. We're going to read about Mary. And we're going to um, see the angels in this part of the Christmas story. Amen? So it's in chapter 1, verses 26, and I will read it. And it says here, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. 
the Lord is with you. Wouldn't you love for that to happen to you? Come on. That's amazing. And Mary, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. And you read that over and over in the Bible. When an angel shows up, a lot of times people are like, oh, and can you imagine? And um, because sometimes they're pretty bright and they're a little scary, big and all of those things. And so, you know, like this time he said, uh, greetings, or he said, don't be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. In verse 31, you will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And I love this part. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. She asked. I love this. She talked to it. A lot of times we're like, okay, I'm not going to say anything or I'm not going to inquire, but God loves it when we ask questions. You know, when we ask questions, we get more understanding, don't we? We can understand better. And so God's not afraid of our questions. And so she, she asked the angel a question. Um, how can this be? Um, she asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. That's a miracle. And she, who was uh, said to be barren, is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Amen. And I love what she says, you know. She said, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. And I, I love what she did after that, too, because she, you know, she ran, she went. It says right, right after that in verse 39, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country called Judea. She ran to go see Elizabeth. You know, how much faith is that? I love that about her. She just ran there. She heard about her cousin Elizabeth being with child, and she just went for it to go check it out. Come on, that's hunger. I want hunger like that, amen? Don't you want hunger like that, that when God speaks to you, you just go for it? God loves that when we're like that, amen? He loves it when we go for it, when he speaks to us. A lot of times we get there and we think, oh, I don't know if it's God, I don't know. You know what? Even if you go and it's not God, God is happy with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's been spoken so many times in the church, such bad things about that. God loves faith. Even if we miss it, he loves faith. He loves it. Faith is action. It's blind. Amen? He loves it. So I just want to say here, as one of the pastors of this church, go for it. Come on. Go for it. When God speaks to you, if even if you remotely think it's God, go for it. Come on. And who knows? God may accompany you and do amazing things. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, um... I just want to talk to you a, a little bit about some ministry that angels do. I want to share some scriptures um, uh, about that. I have just a few uh, points 
about that. If you go on our app, I have them already there for you um, in the message notes so that you, you know, if you don't want to write them down or if you do want to write them down, yay. <laughs> um, the, f- the first one I have um, with the ministry of angels is angels reveal God's will to people. I mean, we've seen that just in this story with Mary and Elizabeth, how he came and revealed um, God's will. And, and we'll see, Jim talked about it last week in Luke, but in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 11, 13 through 11, or 1, 11 through 13, sorry about that. And this is about um, Zechariah. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Now here's Zechariah, which is Elizabeth's husband, who is a priest. And once a year he goes to the temple and does his priestly duty. And he brings, this time he's bringing the altar of incense um, into the temple, which, which, you know, which, which really kind of means, you know, like the prayers of the saints. And so he's bringing it to the temple. And then an, this is what happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. There it is again. <laughs> Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. So sometimes an angel will come and just reveal God's will to you. He'll tell you what's to come. Another one, another uh, ministry that angels do is they protect. Um, In Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, um, I love this story. How many have heard the story of Daniel in the lion's den? Probably read it as, as a child. And uh, seen it, I love that story. And so anyways, uh, I can give you a brief history. Here's Daniel. He's a godly man. He's in the middle of a, a nation that doesn't serve God. They serve many gods, many idols. And um, he got tricked. The king got tricked um, with this uh, law that he put together saying that everyone should bow down to you, king. And if they don't bow down to you, they're going to get shot into the lion's den. Well, they were trying to trick him because they didn't like Daniel. So they knew Daniel would not bow down, or at least they, they you know, were hoping he wouldn't, so then he would die. And so anyway, so this decree went out in the city, and, um, and of course, it was time, you know, they, they had this, this horn that would blow, and it was time to bow down to the king, to the idol, and Daniel would not. He, three times a day, prayed to God with his, his curtains wide open, with his window, right in front of the window, and just prayed to God three times a day. Well, of course, he was seen. And because he was seen, and because of this law, they had to, to put him into the lion's den. And King Darius really liked Daniel. He wasn't really happy about this. And so, anyways, he ended up getting tossed. They opened this, this big cave with lions in it, hungry lions, they opened this big rock and they tossed him in and uh, crazy. And then they shut it and they had the king's signet ring on there with a seal over there, over the um, cave. And um, the king did not sleep well all night. (laughs) He liked Daniel and he was concerned that he was going to die. And so the next morning he hurries over there And this is where the story uh, lays off in in Daniel chapter 6, 
uh, 22, and, and as King Darius is like, Daniel, are you there? Are you alive? Did your God save you? And, and here is Daniel's response in uh, chapter 6, verse 22. It says, my God sent his angel. He shut the mouths of the lion. They, they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. Isn't that amazing? So, so God sends angels to protect his people. How many are his people in here? Come on. How many feel like you've experienced protection, you know, in different things? I remember hearing a story of someone who used to belong to this congregation and now they moved away in Arizona. And uh, uh, I remember a story of them, it was uh, a winter day, kind of like today, and they were in Jamesville, and as they were coming down that big hill into the town of Jamesville, how many know that hill? It's like this big, and so (laughs) they're coming down this hill and losing control. They had no control, and so they were just, you know, as, as most of us do, Jesus, you know, scream the name of Jesus, and all of a sudden, the husband looked out of the corner of his eye and he saw this big, huge angel come and push the car aside and it landed on the side of the road and stopped. And they, and they said, there is no way we could have done that because it was all happening so fast. How many know what I mean? All happening so fast. And he, so he saw this angel come and push their car out of the way and they were safe. No one was harmed. Come on. God sends angels to protect us. He loves to do that. He's so good. Um, The next thing is they encourage believers and they give warnings. In Acts uh, chapter 27, I'm going to, verse 23 and 24, this is talking about Paul in this chapter, about Paul as he was, um, you know, on this boat and he was going to, you know, they were trying to, I can't even remember the whole story because I'm going to mess up the town's names and I'm not going to do that. So read this chapter, okay? (laughs) So uh, Paul was on this ship and um, an angel visits him. And, uh, you know, there was like a big storm and everyone was terrified. And he knew that he had to get to, um, he had to get before Caesar. And so he was just comforting the believers and um, an angel came and warned him. And this is what the verse says in uh, verse 23 and 24 of chapter 27. It says, for this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, because he was with a bunch of people who didn't um, believe the same God. They were prisoners. Stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. And, and so here it is. You know, he warned him in a dream. An angel came in his dream and warned him and said, there's a storm going on. Don't worry because you're going to have to go to Caesar. And so all of the other prisoners in the boat were super scared, as you can imagine. But God sent an angel to warn him and said, don't worry. Tell him not to worry. We're going to get to the, the place we're supposed to get to. And so it brought comfort. Amen. So angels come warn. They bring comfort. They encourage us. Um, number four is they care for the well-being of the believers. 
which is super true. I just shared a story about that. And the scripture that I have, there's so many scriptures that line up with these points. I mean, you could find many of them. I didn't, I didn't want to do that to you today. But you can do a study on angels, and you'll be so blessed because it's so powerful how God just loves to deliver and protect his people. So they care for the well-being of the believers. In Psalm 91, which is a very powerful psalm, in verses 11 and 12, and it says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Amen? So he sends his angels to protect us, to guard us in all other ways. Amen? That's so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They um, deliver God's people. This is amazing. Um, Peter, I'm going to share a story about Peter. Here's Peter. It's in uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. And I think we'll have it on the screen. And here is Peter. He's in jail for persecution. Um, uh, they, They were persecuting all of the church during that time in Acts and um, all the believers. And so a lot of them were hiding out. And Peter was preaching the gospel and he was put in jail. And so here he is in jail and he's got a guard on one side and a guard on the other. And he's in chains. He's in chains in both hands and he's just sitting there sleeping. So he's there. His friends, the believers, are back at their house praying. Come on, prayer works, right? They're back at their house praying. And then all of a sudden, this is where the story picks up in uh, verse 7 of chapter 12. It says here, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. See? See? It's uh, biblical. If anyone falls asleep, you can strike him on the side and wake him up. (laughs) Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Come on. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea what the angel was doing, what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Then they passed the first and second guards and they came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by by itself. Come on. And they went through it. When they had walked a length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. And then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people was hoping to happen. Come on, that's so good. An angel of the Lord rescued him. He answers prayers. And sometimes in the prayers that we pray, he sends angels to rescue him. Amen? Um, My husband said last week, I loved it. Um, He said that uh, he had heard someone say that there's angels just waiting for us to pray for them to be sent to do do the work of God. Come on. I don't want to let the angels sit there. I'm going to pray. Amen? I'm going to pray and see him move. I'm going to pray and see him dispatch to, to, to bring heaven to earth. Amen? They're there to serve us. Um, to serve God. And so there's another scripture uh, in, about God delivering his people using angels. It's in Psalm 34, 7. 
And it says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Come on. So good. And another thing that um, the ministry of angels, what they do, is they praise God. There's this song. I love this song. And it's, um, it's called Calling All Angels. And it says, calling the watchmen, angels on the wall to come and sing with us. And then it just goes into this whole chorus of just hallelujah, hallelujah, and just worship, true worship to God. And that's what happens, you know, when angels come, they begin to worship and praise God. Amen? Um, there's times in this room where you, you could just be worshiping or maybe in your home and all of a sudden it sounds like there's more people in the room than there are. And, and a lot of times it's God sending his invisible army to worship God. They just can't help but worship God. Amen? He's just irresistible. They can't help it. It's like when we come in and, and join in and, and get into pure worship with our whole heart, angels just can't help to be there. It's so good. So in Revelations chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, this verse talks about it. And this is the Apostle John uh, who wrote this. And then it says, Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands, saying in one loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slave, slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Amen? Amen. Um, and another ministry that angels do is they serve believers. And in Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 14, it says, Are not all angel, angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit eternal salvation? Amen? They're sent, they're sent for us. Come on. So good. And then the last one it says um, that I have here, it says uh, they do God's will and they obey God's word. In Psalm 103, 20 and 21, it says this, Bless the Lord, you his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, you his hosts, you who serve him, doing his will, bless the Lord, all you works of his in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Hallelujah. And, and God loves, I mean, God loves to send his angels. Um, I'll share a story that happened to me. He, he loves to share them, uh, to send them, you know, for help and all those things, but also when we're not doing well. You know, uh, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was not doing well. And the Bible, uh, you know, talked about sending angels to him. And there was a time with Jesus when he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And then when it was over, God sent angels to attend to him. Amen? So we don't have to be in this full of faith for God to send angels. We can be going through stuff. And there was this one time... I was really going through something. I was struggling. I had um, young, young, my children were a lot younger at that time. I don't think I had all, I have four children. I don't think I had all four of them at that time, maybe three. And um, so I was a young mother, and I was just struggling with just feeling sad. Everything was going well in my life. My marriage was good. 
you know, everything was going well. There was no reason at all to feel sad. No reason. And so I was just feeling really, really sad. And all of a sudden, something rose up in my heart like, this is not right. <laughs> like, Jesus paid a high price for me not to feel sad. And I don't need to feel sad. I don't know. Sometimes something rises up in me of injustice, and I'm just like, I'm not taking this anymore. How many feel like that, you know? Like, enough is enough, <laughs> you know? My grandmother used to say that, enough is enough, cut it out, <laughs> you know? And you know how moms can do that sometimes when kids are driving them crazy. We were grandkids at that time. So I felt like that. Enough is enough. This is enough. And so I was in bed. It was in the middle of the night. And I was feeling sad still. And I thought, enough is enough. So I got up. And I went downstairs, and I sat in this chair that we had. It was like a chase. And I sat in there, and I was so sad that I couldn't even pray. How many have been there? I couldn't even pray. I didn't even know the words. I couldn't pray in the spirit, nothing. But the only thing I could do was say the name Jesus. So I sat there, and I had my hands raised and my eyes closed with tears streaming down my face. And I just could say the name Jesus. And so I said Jesus over and over and over and over again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And every time I said his name, I just felt stronger and stronger. And I just had my eyes closed. And um, all of a sudden, it was like 20 minutes. You know, that's a lot of Jesus saying right there. (laughs) And so uh, I just kept repeating his name. So about 20 minutes um, in that, uh, and praying or just saying the name of Jesus, all of a sudden I felt something touch my hands like this because I had my hands, my hands out like this. I felt something touch my hands and I opened my eyes and the whole room was filled with angels. The whole room was filled with angels. And at that moment it broke and lifted off of me and I didn't, uh, I didn't experience sadness anymore. God came. He came in a time when in all the natural, you would think I had no faith and I didn't, but God came and he showed up. So he comes in our time of distress as we turn to him. The Bible says that he will not cast us out. Amen. When we go to him, he will embrace us. And that's what he did for me. And sometimes he sends his heavenly hosts. Amen. Either way, it's all good. Come on. It's all good. He loves to intervene. And I remember this one time, uh, I was at a conference, and I was getting super set free, like completely delivered. Some of you have heard my testimony, and you heard my story about how I was just super, I was really fearful, very quiet. Um, I had a lot of issues internally. Um, I looked fine on the outside, but inside I wasn't okay. And uh, I went to a conference, and God completely, radically, radically set me free. I was like a uh, complete person, you know? Like, I mean, I mean how do I say complete person? I was a brand new person, okay? So much so that um, during worship, I never saw flags. Uh, this morning, we had people waving flags during worship. It's just a form of worship, just dancing before God. And I never saw them before. And I was at this conference, and there were so many people just dancing and so free. And I'm like, I want to, you know? And that was not like me. So uh, I I went up there, and I remember grabbing these flags, and I was just worshiping God. I had my eyes closed, which probably wasn't that smart, because I could have probably hit a lot of people. But um, God was there, and I remember 
as I was closing my eyes, I felt like there was light all around me. Like, I felt like I was in heaven just dancing before the Lord. Like, for real. Like, I was just worshiping him and just loving on him. Tears streaming down my eyes. I would laugh. I would cry. I just was enjoying myself. It was just like being in heaven. It was so free. It was so wonderful. And, um, and, and so God was just taking me there. I remember when uh, the worship ended, and I remember opening my eyes, and everyone, there was people all around me. Everyone around me was on their face. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, there probably was angels all around. You know, when God's presence come, you can't stand, you know? And I remember seeing that, and they were all, like, faced around me. I thought, oh, my goodness, there must have been an angel with me because the presence of God came so strong. And he's so real. He loves to deliver us. Amen. And he loves to leak out on others. I think that he leaked out on others that day. (laughs) It was so good. So, so good. Um, So anyways, uh, I believe that children see angels. How many know that? If you think about it, they came from heaven, right? God gave us our kids from heaven. And they're around angels in heaven, right? They see them all the time. God gives them to us. And they come out, and they're used to seeing heavenly things, right? Until we teach them that they're not real, right? And so um, sometimes I'll watch babies, and I'll see them look around, and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if they're seeing angels, you know? And uh, there was a story I heard a few weeks ago when I was listening to a message, and I shared it with the MOPS group when I came and spoke to them a couple of weeks ago, um, of, this, of this man. He was sharing a story about his granddaughter, and she was two years old. And so she would always talk about seeing the birds. And, and they, they were thinking, okay, cute little girl, that's all right, a little strange, you know. She'd always point and say, look at the birds, look at the birds. And they just kind of wrote it off. They just thought, okay, she's being a two-year-old, you know. And so one day... The mama was taking a bath, and she had her two-year-old with her. It was an afternoon where it was quiet. And so she was in there, and they, they had worship music on, and all of a sudden, God's presence came in the room. How many know what that feels like? It was like just God's presence came in the room, and she knew it was God. And all of a sudden, her two-year-old little girl said, Look, the birds. And then she realized that her daughter was seeing angels. And so she saw angels throughout her life, you know, and until they figured out, like, she's not really seeing birds, she's talking about angels. And there was this one time at the dinner table, uh, they're all talking, and um, it's this, this man and his wife and all their family, and the girl was kind of like 12 or 13, and she said, uh, she said, you know, I've been to heaven, you know, God took her to heaven, I don't know if it was a dream or um, if she had went there. I'm not sure how exactly it happened. They didn't say. But she said, and, uh, you know, I saw, I saw your father. And so she was talking about seeing their grand, her grandfather that she never met and was describing him, you know, to the T. And so, like, kids can see God. <laughs> kids can experience God. Kids see angels. Amen? Amen. Um, And there's a lot of times, I'm sure, in the children's church, they hear stories about that of kids during worship or during different times of ministry. um, They hear kids tell stories of um, their angelic encounters. So I don't know. God tells us to be like a child. I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready to be like a child. I don't think Christianity should be boring. Do you? 
God sent all of this stuff for us to experience to have a full life, amen? And sometimes because it's way too big for us to understand or too big for our grid, we just put it way over there and say, I'm not going to believe that. But we're missing out. Our families are missing out, amen? Our ministries are missing out. Our homes are missing out because God has so much more, amen? So much more. I don't know about you, but I want it all. (laughs) I want it all. I want all that God has for me, even if I don't understand it. He says to believe by faith, and I'm for it. Amen? I say yes. Okay. So um, some this may be a little crazy. Um, Oh, actually, I wanted to share a verse about kids seeing angels, and Jesus spoke it. It's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. And this is when Jesus was, you know, they were talking about faith, and he said, bring a little child to me. And Jesus put the child on his lap, and he was talking about have faith like a child. And then at the end of that, um, that whole time there in Matthew 18, in verse 10, it says, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. And Jesus spoke that. So he was talking about kids seeing angels, you know, and uh, angels being around us. Amen? This may seem weird to you, but I know it to be true. I, I, I believe that animals can sense when angels are around. How many of uh, can agree with that? Okay, quite a few of you. I heard of people having angelic visitations and the dog going crazy. <laughs> the dog like barking like mad and why is that dog? And uh, I heard of this guy, he was a preacher, he went and he was preaching at a church and he was in his bed having this crazy encounter with God and there was an angel that came to the end of his, end of his bed and he woke up and the next day and uh, he told the, the man's who he was staying with about what happened to him. And he, and he said, an angel of the Lord was in your house last night. And he said, oh, is that right? I beat my dog because he was just barking. It wouldn't stop. I was just telling him to stop. You know, I'm not saying beat your dog, okay? I'm just saying what this guy said. And um, so, yeah, I believe that angels can. And there was this one time we had a really amazing person. She was going through something uh, that she was at our house. And she was going through something. She was just really struggling with something. And so she asked Jim and I to pray for her. And so uh, we were praying for her. And as we prayed for her, our cat, Gabriel is his name of all names, <laughs> um, came over and got on her lap and was sitting with her and put his paws like this. And then when the ministry was getting really cra- intense, he would stretch his hands out and put it on his shoulder and lay his head on her, on her chest. I mean, that's not normal, okay, when someone's really upset to see that a cat do that. And I always find it funny when we're having our um, grow group, uh, um, our, our animals are always in the room. <laughs> I always think it's so funny. Our dog and our, our cats would always be in there during ministry and just during the time of the word. You know, I really feel like, um, you know, God sends, animals can sense some things. And so sometimes just pay attention to that. And in Numbers, here's a story, a bib, you want a verse with that? I got a verse, all right? In Numbers uh, chapter 22, there's a guy named Balaam. How many remember the story of Balaam? Balaam's this guy, and uh, he was not a believer at all. In fact, he was told to go and to bring judgment upon God's people. Go bring curses upon God's people. So he's on this donkey. He's on his donkey, and he's on his way to bring curses to the people there. And, um, 
And all of a sudden, his donkey starts going off of the path. And he's like, what is wrong with you? And he's, you know, hitting his donkey. I guess, man, people beat their animals. So he's beating his animal, and he's like, get back on the path. And then all of a sudden, the angel would come back, and it's like a, um, a very narrow area. And the, the donkey was seeing this angel Balaam was not seeing this angel, and he, like, moved over to the side, and he was, he was grinding his leg against the wall, and he's like, cut it out, you know? And just really, it was not a good thing, what was happening, as you can imagine. And uh, so anyways, um, I'm trying to, I thought I had it on here. But anyways, um, so, Bala- so he was, I want to just read the angelic part there. Here it is. So uh, this is kind of funny. So in verse 21... It says this, um, Balaam got up in the morning. Okay, let me see. So when the, in verse 23, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, no wonder the donkey was scared. She turned off the road into the field. Balaam beat her and got her back in the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the two vineyards with the walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat her again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in the narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she laid down under Balaam, and he was angry. He beat her with the staff again. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. Come on. And she said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? And Balaam answered the donkey, you have made a fool of me. If I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Then the donkey said to Balaam, I am not, am I not your own donkey, which I have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a sword drawn and he bowed low face down. And so, so God opened his eyes. And anyways, Balaam ends up repenting. After he sees this angel and saying, man, I've sinned and I'm so sorry. And uh, anyways, so he, he repented during this and he ends up going to the place. He was supposed to curse the Israelites. He ends up going there and pronouncing all of these crazy blessings over them, like blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And so don't be afraid. God can even use animals. I feel like they see angels sometimes, Okay. <laughs> That was my point. And so anyway, so God, in this season, you see angels all around, don't you? You go to the mall, you see angels on trees, you go all over the place. Why don't you just be aware of it and just invite God to come? Who knows? He might send an angel, amen, to your help. Why don't, you, why don't we use this time in this season to get closer to God and don't be afraid of angels because he sends them to do their work. And also in Hebrews 13.2, I'm going to end with this. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Come on. For by doing so, doing some people, I don't know if I misspelled that, but for doing so, people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Amen. Let's bow our head. Hallelujah. So God, I just thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you for this time. 
I ask, Father, that you would uh, minister to your people, that you would speak to them, God. I pray, Father, that they would see angels, that you would open their eyes just like you did in so many stories that we read today and talked about. I pray that you would open their eyes. It would surprise them that they would become closer to you, God, that you would become real in their lives and that salvation would happen, God. And we just give you praise and I just thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. If you guys need prayer, we have prayer ministers up there. If not, we have coffee in the lobby. But have a blessed week. Love you all.